Hello and welcome to another episode of Infinite Nights Podcast. This is Season 2, Episode 2. Today we are going to go over uh, some Moon Knight, which just started last week. Uh, There's two episodes so far. We're also going to go over some Halo episodes. So far there are three. And we're also going to go over the Doctor Strange trailer and a few other things here and there. Um, I am your host, Barbara, a.k.a. Darth Queen, and I am joined by... Uh, Henry, a.k.a. Grandma Boba on Twitter. So, um, we're just going to jump right into it and go into Moon Knight. Uh, There are spoilers, so if you have not watched Moon Knight or Halo, there will be spoilers of both reviews that we're giving. So just want to give you an FYI, if you keep on listening, you're going to find out some stuff that you may not want to find out if you haven't watched the episodes. Alright, so, episode one of Moon Knight. What did you think overall? The goldfish problem. Was that the episode name? I believe I so. I liked it. I liked, I liked it very much. I, I mean, I, I've been a fan of Moon Knight for a long time, so super excited to see a live-action uh, Moon Knight. And Oscar Isaac, I love Oscar Isaac. I have never read any Moon Knight, so it's the first time I actually see Moon Knight in anything. And how did you like it? I think it's really cool did because... You have, did you have any expectations or did you go in... No, and... no, I just go. I went in without anything. Okay. But I really like it because um, I'm a, I've am been wanting to go visit Egypt, so it would be nice to go visit over there. It's a thing that I want to do. It's on my bucket list. But um, I love the Egyptian culture and I love all of that, the pyramids and... That's why so I you like. Weren't, you were surprised. You weren't expected to see any of that. I didn't, didn't know. know I didn't. Things. I didn't. Since I didn't know nothing, I that's didn't expect cool. to cool. see see that stuff. So that's actually really, really cool. So um, the episode starts with Stephen Grant. Stephen Grant, and we are in his flat. As he says, and he, we see him tied up to the bed with sand all around the bed. Yeah, he, he does that to, uh, to pre- prevent himself from roaming. I, 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 I'd like to see how we'll get around to seeing how they uh, explain how he gets back into the bed with the, the sand and the leg chain and all, all of the things that he does to prevent himself because he checks it every morning when he wakes up. Yeah, exactly. Tape on the door. All that good stuff. And he actually works at a museum. Gift shop. Yeah. He's a gift shopist. But the thing is, he has so much knowledge of the Egyptian culture. And he knows so much about the gods and stuff like that. So, that's actually really cool. You see this lady, this his boss. Yeah. Or his manager or whatever. And she's, mm-hmm. she's really a pain. Well, so I, I mean, guess... Stephen has a little bit of a of an airhead. I mean, he doesn't sleep very much, so he's not, you know, he's got some things going on too, so. But that's not his fault, so. No, I know. So then, um, let's see. 
we see him wake up all of a sudden somewhere else, too, in the episode. In the first episode. With a broken jaw? Is that what yeah. You're about? Okay. <laughs> that was so messed up. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> wow. That was like. I didn't think they would have so much blood in, in Disney well, since did. it's they, Disney, they, they, so. You had to. Uh parental control a couple of weeks ago when they put the the old Netflix uh, show Punisher that. and stuff like that so I guess they're I guess a they're yeah because you can see the blood and the actual how his jaw is dislocated and all that stuff so you could actually really tell um and we see you know, I, uh, not to cut you off, but I know that there are a lot of there was a lot of uh, speculation. I got a friend at work that was telling me, "Oh, did you notice where he was? Did you notice the castle?" And I'm like, "Well, yeah, I saw it." And he mm-hmm. was he was telling me that that that's supposed to be Latveria, but uh, I don't think that's been confirmed or anything. What, what is that? Doctor Doom. Oh, okay. I'm not sure if I pronounced that right, but. Okay. I didn't see any, you know, and Doctor Doom doesn't really need uh, guys with guns shooting out his window, so I, I, I kind of disagree with him on that. But you guys, let us know if you've heard anything like that or what you guys think. Yeah. Um. So we see him, and he's running from these people because he's basically scared. So he's running, running, and then we see. I like Ethan Hawke. Hey, I like him as an actor. Great, yeah. He he's great, and um, we see him for the first time, and he is playing Arthur. If I'm not pronoun- I'm pronouncing this right. Hera. Harrow. Harrow. Okay. So, what do you think of his character so far? So far, really cool, you know. So far, really cool. I actually like the part where he finally goes up to him after he does that crocodile thing and he he does kill people and stuff like that. Uh, what god? Oh, crocodile is... head. Uh... Yeah, I can't I can't remember her name right now. Yeah, god. I'll look it up. I know it's a god. Yeah. Um. Everything is Egyptian god based. Yes, and the part where he gets. Cl- Oscar Isaac gets close to Ethan Hawke and they're playing their parts and stuff and they, when I when see he, that the yeah I see that he plays yeah I see that they play off each other very well they work together good they but they they have this chemistry and they bounce off each other which is really good but Ethan is is amazing he's really good and um, I really like Oscar's him. Oscar's pretty beast too. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's, he's good. He's, he's playing two parts. Two, yeah, it's not bad, but they play off each other really good in that moment where he's and it's so funny because he's like trying to give him the scare. He's like, "Here, take it. I don't care. He's like, take it. Take this thing." And yeah, that was well done. That was funny. Yeah, that was really well done. And um, how do you say the name of his of Moon Knight? The, the god Konchu Konchu yeah I can't, I can't it's hard to pronounce that's that that's uh, you know. uh Fist of Vengeance it's really cool and then um we go to the we're back at the 
he wakes up and we're back at the museum. We go to the museum again. And we see him fighting. <clears throat> he goes into the museum and he's going to go work. I think he's scanning some stuff. If well, I'm he not... had to do inventory. Exactly. He, was, he had been late to work a few times or whatnot. So he was, he was, uh, he, he had to do uh, inventory. She wasn't going to let him get out of it, her boss, his boss. Yeah. And then we see him get terrified and he's hearing noises and stuff like that. So he goes, checks it out. And this dog hound type of thing ja- comes out. Yeah, comes out, and that's that's a jackal already, because he hadn't said the name of it. That's in that jackal, he yeah. said it in the episode two. Mm-hmm. So this thing is chasing I mean, him all like, over the place. Like jackal's like a dog. We haven't seen Moon Knight yet in episode one. While this, while all this is happening, you haven't seen Moon Knight yet. And um. It's really cool how in the, the bathroom scene, the bathroom scene was actually really, really cool. And where he... Oh, when he was telling yeah, him, let me let Yeah, me let me, yeah, let me take was, control. That I was, thought that was pretty beast, too. I like, I, I like the fact that it's a completely different character, Mark, from Steven. Right. Steven is Oh, I forget the, geeky, na- the name of it, but it's a dis- dissociative... Um, it's a disorder. Disordered. Yeah. But it's really cool a- how Ahmed. he... Ahmed is the name of the oh, uh, other god, the crocodile. Okay. So it's, it's really cool that um, Oscar can do both, and he's really good at it. It's amazing how he trans... He's so... Mark, Mark Spector is so tough, so... Hey, now switch. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm sure we'll me... get into it, but yeah, I always looked at that that guy as kind of like well, and Moon Knight too. I never read the newer ones, but it was always like almost like an Indiana Jones type of uh, adventure, you know, uh, fortune and glory kid, mm-hmm. you know, type of character, you know. So he's he's super tough. Knows so... how to fight. Knows how to use uh, firearms. You know. And that's where we see the country for the first time. Yeah. In the bathroom. Which but is just the way he says, let me take control. Yeah. I can get us out of this. He's assertive in everything. It's, it's really cool. And um, then we finally see him. He says, okay, take control. And you see Moon Knight for the first time. How how was that for you? Because you're really you're cool, a big man. fan that of it. It was cool. It was just beat, whipping whipping ass. The the jackals couldn't get away. They were trying to run away from him, and he was tearing them apart. That was cool. He looks really cool. Mm-hmm. Actually, I like the cape and everything. I'm, I'm not really sure the extent mm-hmm. of all of his powers. I mean, there was a part in episode two when he was running across the rooftops, and oh, yeah, he seemed was to be bad. running super fast. Yeah, we're gonna go so. into that. So, um, that's, that's where it ends, basically. He looks up, and you see his eyes glowing, and you just see Moon Knight's physical form for the first time, which is really cool. Then, um, we go, we're gonna jump into episode two. So, in episode two, how does it start off? Do you remember? Uh... We saw it yesterday. Yeah, um... He's laying in the bed. 
Yeah, so he thinks it was a dream again. Yeah, everything, he thought everything was a dream. So he wakes up and well, he goes... I think we missed out the whole, uh, he found the phone and... The oh, yeah, he the found the phone and all that stuff and, and the goldfish, uh, Layla, yeah. I'm not, I think it was Layla and... So, yeah, yeah, we, we didn't go into any of that. We just went over, like, a few few of the main topics. Um, so, in episode two, he wakes up. And he's thinking it's a dream. So, he gets ready for work. And he goes to work. And he finds the security guy. And he tells the security guy, oh, you're going to see. The security guy <laughs> that can't get his name right. And Steven's telling him... Oh, you're going to see some wild shit. <laughs> Basically. Tell you know your brain. <laughs> that was so funny. He's like, oh my God. I guess in his head, he's thinking, oh shit. Well, I'm going to see. You this, guys are going to see everything. Yeah. And jackals and all this stuff. They're going to believe me. Out. They're going to believe me. And when they put that video. Is that you crying? <laughs> are you crying? <laughs> I think he felt so embarrassed that they couldn't find anything, that they don't see anything. Because he's the only one that can actually see Conchu. And he can see these Egyptian things. Because not even um, Arthur, which is Harrow, can't see Conchu well, either in this, epi- yeah, in this episode. Well, you find out that answer, he can't. They, they kind of answer a couple of questions as to why. I so, guess only if, if you're the fist of vengeance, you know, can you see him. So, um, they see the video and he see, he looks crazy basically in the video. So he's like an HR and they're telling him that basically he's fired. Yeah, let him go, man. And that if he needs any help. They're trying to get him doctors to help. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, yeah, if you see a person like that, you're going to be like, oh, you need a doctor. You're not going to believe them. A lot of people don't believe things, so they're like, oh, no, they have mental issues. But we're not going to go into that. (laughs) So we go back to Stephen wanting to find out what's going on. So he's trying to find out what's, what's up, what's going on to him, why is he... Why is this happening to him? And so he finds out that there is a. He goes looking for something. I can't remember what. How does he find out that there is a storage? Well, how does he find out there's a storage? Okay. Because he gets the key and the phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when he's at the, the symbol for the storage. Exactly. So he, he, when he's he goes at to the several thing. of them. Okay. Until he finds the one. And then the guy recognizes him off the bat. He goes, "Oh, I know who you are." I never forget a face. Mm-hmm. So like he's taking fifth, him. The fifth one he said he'd been to that day. Yeah. So he, we're walking down this, and I'm sorry, but this to me, this is the world's most terrifying storage facility in my work. I gotta say, now that you mentioned that, that I, I really like the horror horror elements you, in, in, in the first episode and the second episode. It's, it's really cool. Very, very... So, so if you're a horror fan, yeah, not necessarily a comic book fan, you, you dig it, you know? Yeah, like because it. it has this aspects of horror. So you're walking down this storage. To me, it is the world's most terrifying 
storage facility. I wouldn't want to go there <laughs> because that is terrifying. You're walking and the lights are coming on as you walk. And then the lights behind you turn off. I would freak out. I wouldn't be able to stay at that storage facility. I would be like, I'm, no. I'm out. I'm out because this is too scary for me. So they're walking and the lights are going on as they get to the thing. And the guy opens the storage facility for him and walks away. He goes, here you go. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Okay. He opens the door. And this thing looks like it's a bunker. This is a bunker with a bed and a bunch of a bunch of things all over the place. Yeah, he's got a little cot there and but he's very tidy, very neat. Yeah, he's that that you can notice that he's super super neat. So then he he's looking in this bag. So he's thinking that this is not real. He's still thinking he's in there, he's in that cot or in that um in that storage facility place and he's in his head he's thinking and all of a sudden he's looking through this duffel bag he finds a gun he sees the gun he puts it on the bed he's like oh my god and then he sees the scarab again in the bag and that's when he goes oh it's real like saying oh crap this is real so mark finally comes out in the reflection again and starts telling him a few things and they start inter interacting with each other and Steven is like oh no this can't happen that he was going to go to the cops yeah he was going to turn he was going to turn the well he found different currencies mm -hmm. in different countries money he found passports he found identification of course the gun so he says I'm going to turn this in so they'll lock me up and I won't hurt anybody else. Because he thinks he's he's hurting, hurting, people. hurting people. But actually, Moon Knight is not... Kanchu uh, is not there to hurt people. He's actually there to, you yeah, know... Yeah, but he's, he's saying, you know, you hurt your wife. Yeah. You've, you've done all these people that you've hurt. I don't even think at that moment he's really talking about Kanchu. It's just the Mark Spector part of him. Yeah, so we see him. Now, this is this is a good part. When he grabs the duffel bag, and he's going to go to the cops because he wants to get locked up. And he starts running, and then all of a sudden, this storage facility becomes... It looks like a horror movie. It does that part, that scene, where Kanchu is after him, and try, running after him to try and get him and stuff, and he's running through the corridors of the facility, and it's... It's a horror movie, yeah, basically. It's, it's there, awesome. it's really cool. It's really cool, and I like how Kanchu looks. He looks really, really cool. And he's running around and running around, and all of a sudden, there's he's right there. He bumps into him. Basically, bumps into him. He's he right in front he of him. He can't escape. It doesn't really matter where he where he runs. He's gonna Kanchu's gonna get him. So then, Kanchu's talking to him. And so then he finally makes it out and he, he makes it out. And he stumbles into the street He's out of the building. Mm -hmm. And Mark Spector's wife is there. Layla. Yes. That's when we first see the mysterious girl from episode one that was on the phone. Right. So she tells him, hop on. And she, he's like, oh, how did you find me? 
And she was like, oh, I tracked your phone because you had it on. I thought you wanted me to track you. So he tells her to take him to the flat. So but, go, you know, it's, it's cool because I can't remember, you know, he's, he's not Mark. So she thinks she's talking to Mark. So she's telling him to drop the accent. Yeah. And she's, she says something funny when he's on the back of the bike. Or like, you know, stop grabbing me by the shoulder. And yeah. Like, I forget what she says, but it's something <laughs> like, I'm why I feel like I'm, I'm, I have a, like a duchess riding, riding behind me. Yeah. I can't remember what she said, but it, I mean, it's really cool because she just can't get, can't get us to, you know, it's, it looks like my guy, but it, it's not my guy, you know? Yeah, exactly. So then they finally get to his flat and he's explaining who he is and and she's very smart too, just like him. She knows a lot about Egyptian Egyptian culture, Egyptian but She still doesn't like doesn't 100% believe percent believe, you know, the story that he's given her. Exactly. So then they're there and he's trying to explain to her. She finds a scarab and she's upset and she's telling him and she's uh she brings divorce papers for him to sign in. He, he, Stephen even says, oh, I, I wouldn't divorce I you. I would never divorce you. Exactly. Because they have so many things in common. So I just kind of wonder on the side, like, how did this part of his mind mm-hmm. get into the, the same things that she's into? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like. So she must have known Mark first, mm-hmm. and then that that fracture of his personality or, or whatever it is, he, you know, developed uh, interest in the things that she was into, the poetry. Yeah. The I, I thought that was cool, you know. Yeah, it is, and uh, so then she so finds this. I bring it up because. Mark must really care for her. Yeah, he does. You know what I mean? Apparently, because supposedly Conchu wants wants to take over her body. If yeah, which is Mark gives of, it up. I, this is the maybe that's Mike, why I don't know a whole lot about Moon Knight. I just always thought he looked really cool, and I I got some of the early Moon Knight issues, and I just I, I, if I feel like Conchu isn't really really like a. A good guy. I'm not saying that he's a bad guy. Mm-hmm. You know, he he has a a cause, and you know, he wants his cause, the fist of the vengeance, you know, to be served. But it doesn't look like there's anything good going to happen for Mark yeah. in the end. I mean, I don't know. So then, cops get there. Supposedly, they're cops. Yeah, we think they're cops. Yeah. Yeah, and they want to take him in. Because he has suspicious stuff there, like the passport with another well, name. He they're going to arrest him for breaking the toilet. Exactly. And Layla's hiding outside. And she actually has now the scarab. So they are, take him. To a place. And they're like, wow. oh, aren't you going to take me to the precinct? Don't you have to ask me questions? And they show up to where Arthur Harrow is. His little, I guess, little sanctuary where he's at. Well, I think he said something like it was like in this this city blocks or, or... It was a bad neighborhood. It was like a, one of the worst neighborhoods. Yeah. It wasn't just a bad one. It was one of the worst ones. 
So I guess he fixed it up apparently. And everybody has the same tattoo that he has. But I gotta I gotta say I, I was I really and the music and everything turns to uh, I really like the you know everybody aspires to learn three languages and the food is free we grow our own food and you know heaven on earth you know it, it, I mean it does seem really cool you know so they they sit down and he's talking to him about his god and talking to him to... but you see a connection because he's he's saying things like Oh, he's there, isn't he? Mm-hmm. I bet he's saying this. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Conchu's there telling him, break his windpipe. <laughs> you know, it, it, I mean, it's like, so, you know, you see this definite connection. Oh, I bet he's saying this. Mm-hmm. And he is. Oh, I bet he's telling you that. You don't have to do everything he tells you to do. Yeah. So this is, you You see that, you know, they know each other or he knows of Conchu, but you don't know how and why. Yeah, Exactly. So they're they're talking there. They're sitting down and they're talking, and he's telling him that he wants a scarab because he wants to. It's, it's a it's a compass. To get to the tomb of his god, the one that he puts the crocodile on people, and I like I like the fact that Stephen tells him, "Oh, why would you? Why do you? You're killing people." Yeah, I saw you kill somebody. Exactly. So it's like, and and he's correct. Oh, because he goes, Harold goes, oh, we kill them before they commit the crime or do anything to hurt anybody. So that means if it's a child that is five, ten, two. Something that they're going to do in yeah, 30 years. And exactly. So, so he you're says you're kill. punishing innocent people. Yeah, so you're you're basically you're, you're punishing and they so, haven't done anything yet, so you're you're punishing innocent people. And you can tell it's pissing him off. Yeah, he's like, I can't I can't get with this, you know. Is, so no, it's pissing off Harold. So oh, he's yeah. like, he's, no, you can tell. His demeanor completely his, changes. Completely. Yeah. Completely changes. Like it's from zero. But he's, to, a, he's asking him legitimate questions, almost to the true. point where you're wondering, like, damn, I think he's getting pissed off because he knows he's right, you know. And I believe he is right because how are you going to kill a person just because, because I got to draw the line at child murdering. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's when he stands up because he gets upset. And everybody around him yeah. is, is, is walking towards him. So then um, Mark is telling him to let him take over so he could. And they start, and she's telling him that well, she's fighting. They're running around. He wants he wants the scarab, and then the chick arrives. Layla, Layla, Layla arrives, and she says, "I have the scarab." So they're and trying she's like, to get the summon scarab. The suit. Yes. <laughs> and he's like, "Summon the suit." And he's and he's fighting, and she's fighting, and he's like, "Whoa!" Like, yeah, yeah. she's capable, capable of fighting. You know? Yeah. So they're fighting this and this and that, and she's telling him, "Come on, summon the suit." And then he's falling, and then he says, suit. <laughs> it looks completely different. Even Mark mentions it, he goes, a suit. What are suit. we wearing? <laughs> that was, I thought that was really funny, because I thought I was going to see the Moon Knight suit, the actual suit suit, not the Mr. Knight suit. And that was really, really funny how he tries to fight. And it's hilarious that he's there in the street and he's trying to fight the jackal. And I thought that scene was 
it was funny. It was funny. It was good. It had it had action. But it's cool because like I, I even though Steven has his issues, mm-hmm. he won't let Mark get control again because he's seen him hurt people. And and I, I it's cool in that sense that he's strong enough to ask the tough questions. Yeah. That he he has his reason that he doesn't want to let Mark have control. Mm-hmm. But finally Mark convinces him to give him control because he doesn't want people to get hurt. Exactly. So he, yeah, because he sees that that the jackal's gonna hurt yeah. people. So But he said, tells him he'd give him a good punch, but you know, let me end this. Yeah, but he did. He did. He did give him a good punch. He did yeah, punch no, he really did good. Awesome. Just think, that's he the did first really time good. that he has, has consciously just, has been able to to do that. So, and I like how their suits are different. Different personalities. Yeah, it's it's really cool. I I, I actually like that. I, yeah. And um. So then, finally, Mark takes over. Right. And the actual nice cape. The ceremonial, yeah. ceremonial suit comes yeah. out, and the, that that one's really cool. I like <laughs> it; it's badass. Yeah. And you see Moon Knight running over yeah, on yeah, top yeah. of the buildings because she says, "Get it out of here," because she, she can't see it. The whole time that Stephen was fighting it, she couldn't see it, and she actually hit it a couple of times, and yeah, she, he told her to yeah. get away. So now you see Moon Knight in in real like some good action because you're seeing him running on the roof and that that was badass how he jumped right, right. and everything that was really right, really right, cool right. we got to see some of his powers me as a person who has never seen Moon Knight or read anything of Moon Knight I thought that was really really cool um, then you see him grab the jackal that was so cool how he grabbed the jackal Mm. And he just threw it on that spike. Right. That was really, really cool. Yeah. Nice, I thought that was nice awesome. Nice action scene, yeah. Uh, which I wanted to bring up before I keep on going. Um, that, that the jackal death was from Werewolf by Night number 32. I don't know if you ever read that comic. Well, well I think Werewolf by Night but it, it's, number 32 it's a, is the introduction, the first appearance, if I'm not mistaken, of Moon Knight. Yeah, so they did a, like a homage oh, that's to cool. it. I did not know that. Yeah, I found that out. I was, oh, okay. I was reading some stuff. Well, that's and his I, first ever appearance. So that was actually really cool that they did that. So they played that part where he spikes the jackal into that thing. The death is in that comic book. Oh my god. Like, I, I, have so never, I, actually, I have never read it. I knew that was his first appearance. I'm, gl- I, I'm glad I was able to mention that. Um, then we see finally he's the jackal is dead and we see Mark talking to Conchu and telling him hey. Yeah they get yeah. into a real serious. Because uh, Steven and, and Mark were arguing back and forth with each other. Why are you taking over? I don't want you to take over. Let me take over. And he gets pissed and he's like in the mirror. It's like, yeah. <laughs> I guess apparently there's something to. has changed mm-hmm. so that whoever is in the body at that time can has uh, is, uh, the ability to prevent the other yes. from getting it. So, you know, which is, I guess he would just come out. Something changed. When Steven went to sleep. Yeah. And now, once he's in, he, he can't get... 
they can't just go in and out. I yeah, guess so as opposed to the way something happened. I think we'll go find out what is it that changed. And then we see Mark and Kanchu talking like, hey, <clears throat> I'll tell you when it's basically Kanchu's telling him, I'll tell you when it's your last thing to do right. or I will go they into. Have a, they have a deal. Or yeah. Or, this is the last, the last thing. Yeah. Basically, he's telling him if you don't. Kanchu's not going to let him go. No, the way the way that it looks is that he has he has he's not going to end being Moon Knight by any means because Kanchu has him tied up. Yeah. He doesn't want Layla to be his avatar, so he's kind of screwed in that sense. Yep, so that's a conflict. So then he says, okay, where are we going? Yeah. So then we see, we see in the reflection, we see Steven, and then we see Mark sitting down on the floor drinking. He's drunk. You can tell he's drunk because when he gets up, he's all, all over the place. And we see him walk up to the window, and when you open... He's in Cairo, Egypt. So I guess episode three will be about Conchu and Mark's backstory. I think think that's what... Because apparently Mark died. Yeah. So I think that's what we're going to find out in episode three. So that's how it ends. He's looking out the window. He backs up and you can tell that the camera is going into the... To see the pyramids and stuff like that out the window. Um, and by the way, Moon Knight was created by Doug Mensch and Don Perlin, but I know uh, Bill Sienkiewicz is, is is really known for the artists of, of Moon Knight, so mm-hmm. if you guys ever get a chance to check that out, it's, it's pretty good, great stuff. That's where you first read of Moon Knight. Well, and stuff like I, that. I, didn't, I didn't go to the... Where I knew of him, but I, I got like a, I, I don't know, in some time in the 80s, I have Moon Knight number one when he got his own, you know, I think there was a limited series and whatever mm-hmm. and, you know, Werewolf by Night, I don't, I don't have that, but I, I got the Moon Knight number one, but it was, it was completely different because it was, you know, there was, there was three, it was uh, Stephen Grant, mm-hmm. Mark Spector, and Jake Lockley and Jake Lockley was a taxi cab driver, and you know it, it was it was different over the years. It, things have changed a lot, and but you know I, I always thought he was cool. You know I like the way he looked. Yeah, he looks it, really cool. He, he does any, look. Any, like at that time, like superhuman. You know, it was just like a guy that was you know knew how to fight, and it wasn't you know. Mm-hmm superhuman type stuff but I, I mean over the years things change you know I liked it he looked cool also another thing I wanted to mention is that Mr. Knight was created for Secret Avengers I don't know if you you ever remember that or anything yeah so I supposedly Secret Avengers but I don't I don't remember he Mr. Was cre- Knight in it yeah he was created for that for Secret Avengers so yeah, we both like okay. So let's give it a one, a one. Let's do a scale, one out of five. Five being the best, one being no. Don't check it out at all. Oh no. What would you give four, it? Four and a half. Four and a half. You'd give it a four and a half. Yeah. I actually give it a, a four point nine. Okay. It's really good. I didn't expect it to be something that I would be so interested in because I well, like of all the Marvel television. <clears throat> 
Disney Plus shows. Mm-hmm. Is, is it your favorite? Do you like it better than WandaVision? Do you like it better than Loki? Do you like it better than... Oh, man. The Loki was so good. And they're all, Loki they're was... all really Loki. good. I didn't even get to... WandaVision was good, but Loki Captain was America good. Captain America was Yeah. Loki was good. Out of all, I think my favorite so far has been Loki. Okay. Moon Knight is not bad. Well, it's not over It's yet. good. Yeah, so. In, so. But Loki, for me, that was good. That was really, really good. I like WandaVision a lot, too. I, I like it, too. WandaVision wasn't bad at all. It was really, really good. Now, if we're talking about... Well, we're talking about Disney, right? Mandalorian, hands down, is... Yeah, but we're talking one. about Marvel. I know, I know, but if... We're gonna talk about well, the, all wanna, of Disney I Plus cross, stuff. Want, no, I'm talking about Marvel. I don't want to. I don't want to cross uh, Luke Skywalker with Doctor Disney. <laughs> no, no, I know, but Mandalorian. Out of all the Disney Plus shows on Disney Plus, not including including Marvel, including everybody, Mandalorian is. Yeah, yeah, but I'm, I'm just. That's straight, good. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah. But out of all the episodes, right? All the, all the shows right now on Disney Plus, Mandalorian is hands down one of the best. In, in, our, in my opinion. Okay, so now we're going to go into Paramount. Paramount now came out with Halo. I am a Halo fan. I have played Halo since I was little. I actually played with my cousins Halo. So that was when we were... Oh man, we were small. I think we were in our teens when Halo came out. I'll look it up, I don't remember. I believe I was in my teens when Halo came out. Yes, I'm a big gamer. I have always been a big gamer. Uh, I'm a Call of Duty fan. That's one of my gaming games that I love. I love Call of Duty. All Call of Duties, I collect them. I collect the disc. So I buy all of them. And I have all the discs from... My favorite Call of Duty is Modern Warfare 3. Um, but Halo... I have played Halo. I love Halo. Halo's great. From graphics to gameplay to right, bro. multiplayer. Halo Combat Evolved came out in 2001. Wow. November of 2001. That's how long it's been. Yeah, I was 13. I was a teen. I was a teenager. Okay. I was 13 years old. How old were you when Halo came out? I don't know, man. 21 I... years ago. Wow. That's a long time ago. Yeah, it doesn't seem like that, that long. Did you play when it came out? Did you play Halo? Yeah, League? I played it. I didn't play uh, online. I just played the story. And then I, I played Halo 2. And then I got uh, the whatever the... Xbox to go online and I got destroyed and I never played online again. But uh, yeah, I used to th- I used to I remember playing it and saying, "Damn, bro, this thing is like a movie." Yeah, that that the cinematic parts. Yeah, the game was great. The graphics were good. Graphics are much better now, but for that time, man, I felt like I was watching a movie. That's. But I don't I don't know. <clears throat> I know that. I'm a big Bungie fan because I like Destiny. Yes. I've been playing Destiny for a long time. And, we and we like Destiny. Master Chief and Halo in the beginning was, was by Bungie. That's what made Bungie. Yep. 
That's what it made. That's what made. That's what made Xbox too. Yeah. That's what made everybody buy the Xbox because it was exclusive to Xbox. Yeah, still is. So, that's one of the reasons why Xbox and Bungie we'll is so see big a, now. A Destiny movie. Maybe who knows? Because if they made maybe not a Destiny movie, maybe a show first. Oh yeah, that's what that's what I meant. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Show first, maybe just like well, Halo did mini movies. Yeah, but I don't know who who did those. I don't know who made that. But these, I don't think, are anything with that. So, Halo was actually one of the first multiplayer games that I ever played because they were the I believe they were the first ones to come out with multiplayer. Or were there other games before that? I, I don't know, but the for me, for me, the first multiplayer game I ever played before I ever played Call of Duty was Halo. So my that's that I guess that's that's how I got into multiplayer. And then I played in 2008. The first Call of Duty that I ever played was Call of Duty World at War, and I played the zombies. That's where you you played zombies for the first time. That's actually where zombies came out for the first time in Call of Duty. Oh, is that right? Yes, and that's where I played multiplayer. I, ta- I had the taste of multiplayer, and I played zombies on the Call of Duty. And then um, I got my husband into Call of Duty because he had ne- you had had you ever played Call of Duty before? You... I, ha- I had played just the campaign. The campaign. So I got him into the multiplayer. I didn't do anything uh, after the debacle of uh, Halo Online. I never, I never did anything. Yeah, that was again. that was that was awful. That the Halo, <laughs> it was bad. So okay, so let's go into the episode. Episode one, we see <clears throat> the the show starts off with panning of um, you see the desert. You see, you see mountains, and then you finally see Madrigal. This is a place where people are who want to be away from the UNSC. They are against it, basically. So the Covenant, we see the Covenant for the first time here. This is a big action scene, actually, in this part. It was pretty damn violent, bro. Yes, it was. It was it was gruesome. I gotta um, say, I, I I I didn't have like low expectations or anything, but I was surprised at how well done everything looks. Yeah, the, the, even the the covenant looks great. Yeah, everything, everything. I mean, they look amazing. They, they did a good job, and that's where we actually see for the first time the silhouette sword. Is that what it's called? Yes, that's what it's called. That that is so. Cool to be able to see name. that energy sword. Energy sword, yeah. yeah. To see that energy sword was so. It took me back. I thought it was really cool when they were when he was taking damage and the, yeah. the HUD display and the beeping when his and shields then, were low and. And go, then wow, we man. find it. We we see for the first time, Master Chief. That was that was great when we see Master Chief for the first time. He looks so. Good. His suit, everything. Me as a fan, as a Halo fan who used to play as Master Chief, that was so cool for me to see in a, in an actual show. I mean, hands down, his suit looks great. 
The whole thing looks it great, It looks man. amazing. Really, really Everything good. cinematic wise, it looks so cool. So you see the Covenant fighting and killing everybody. And when they're about to kill the last girl, that's when they Master Chief comes with his silver team and his Spartans. Mm-hmm. They all look great. Mm-hmm. They all look badass. Yeah. And they, they all kick ass. So that that for me, that opening up scene, that was great. That was just wonderful. I loved it. It was awesome. That they they dive you into action immediately, which was yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. That, that was that was get, yeah. That was really good. They did a good job with that. So seeing the sword was really cool. Seeing the covenant was awesome. Seeing Master Chief for the first time, that was that was great. It was really really good. So um, we find out that the covenant's there because of a relic. Right. So, Master Chief is looking to see where they're coming from because they see their ship. And they go into this cave-like place and they see the relic. And Master Chief is going to grab the relic. Yeah, and all of a sudden it lights up. Like they're, like they're es- excavating it. Yeah, so he grabs it. Now, I'm not that familiar <clears throat> with the story of... Of the game, it's actually the Halo this, Ring. I got. I it's, got not, yeah, it's not a relic. It's a ring. It's a. Well, it's I'm, a, I'm, I'm assuming that these yeah. pieces will will, will, will be put make together. The ring, yeah. But is this at all similar to the game, or is this like? It's it's it is a completely different story. So I, for me, this feels like a prequel. That's what this feels like, because it has nothing to do with Halo Reach. It has nothing to do with the first Halo. It's not like a story, but they are combining. They are putting some things, but to me, this is like a prequel of all the Halo games that we have played. Okay. I think that's how. That's what I get from it, from the show. That it's a prequel. Um, but no, no. It, to me, it has nothing to do with the game. Okay. I just like I, this I'm is not, like I'm a not, new. I remember. This is like a new story, basically. I remember. The getting, getting the piece. I don't know if it was pieces or going to a different planet, and then the the actual Halo ring mm-hmm. was found. And then I remember, and, and I don't know if it was two, where we were on a whatever planet, and then the mm-hmm. Covenant came, and then you actually got to fight as a Covenant. And then there was uh, you know Halo Reach and ODST. And yeah, I know that H- Halo Reach is still a thing. A lot of people so are still is, playing. So is ODST. A lot of people are still playing Halo so Reach. Halo Three. Yeah, it's very popular still. Halo Reach. But they're like on the like the last Halo. I think it was like the sixth or the seventh one. Yeah, but it it it's not it's not the same story. But they are incorporating things. Into the story that are similar, so it's not like they're not. I thought it was cool when we saw the flood. Sorry oh my god! I'm, that, sorry if I'm yeah, that's, ahead. that's episode three. <laughs> You're jumping completely all the way to episode. Three. I was waiting that was for cool. the flood. Ever, that was badass. Since. That that was badass. Yeah. It was really cool. Okay, so um, here is basically like an introduction to everyone, and this girl that he's trying to, I guess, since he had the memory. He's like, oh crap, and like, he wants to. Like, the reason I'm asking is, like, was there a connection to him and artifacts before, or no, is that I don't new? Think so. That, that, I that's remember. new. Okay. That's a completely new story. So we get to see Halsey here, 
It's Halsey, right? Who's Her Halsey? name? The the lady is isn't that the lady's name? The doctor? The doctor? I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm is sorry. that how you present, pronounce yeah, 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 yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. Okay, so we know that there's something that she's making another, like another. She made the Spartans, but she's making something else that is smarter than the Spartans and much better than the Spartans because we get that in the first episode. Um, you yeah. see Reach. Mm-hmm. Which is really cool. Mm-hmm. Throwback to Halo Reach, actually. So you see everything there, and I guess she's the one that does everything. And it, in for me, he he get in the first episode he is, he gets out of there with the girl because he doesn't want the girl to get killed. Right. Did, did so, we go into why she's getting killed? No, we haven't gone into that yet. But the reason why she's going to get killed is because they don't want her... Basically, they wanted her to say that the UNSC is a great place. It's very, very political. Yeah. So I guess since she doesn't want to do it, they want to get rid of her. Because they don't want her to say anything or anything that happened there or anything like that. That happened in Madrigal. Right. So, Master Chief decides to get her out of there. Okay. One thing, it doesn't bother me as much, but maybe it kind of does. And maybe not a lot of people, maybe not a lot of people bothers them or whatever. The fact that he takes off his helmet. For me, in the game... He never takes off his helmet. Yeah, I thought that was a little weird. I guess they're doing it for maybe emotion, to get emotion out of the character. But you don't need to, in Halo, in the game, all the emotion. I I didn't want to say it, but I was a little disappointed. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I get it. It's cool. It's not exactly the same. But, uh, shit, I thought maybe we'd get a a helmet off in the season finale. But that's okay. They they took it off like this. They did that quick, yeah, way too I guess, quick. I, no, I guess it's it's fine. I mean, I mean, just think of how many people watch the show that never played Halo. So yeah, but as a Halo fan, I know. As as a as a, as a thing of for the Halo fans, I get I get it. It's tough. They should have maybe let let a few more episodes go by before he takes off his helmet. <laughs> so. That's 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 for me. For me. We get to see this girl that is in the covenant. This Micah girl. Or yeah, Mikey. Right. Something like that. Micah? I think it's Micah. Yeah, is any of that to the game or it's just no, Okay, I don't know. None don't, of that. None of that. This is a new story. This is okay, all a cool. new story. Okay. So this lady basically she wants the the Halsey lady wants the relic because she wants to see what it does. What it can, what, yeah, what she it can wants to do. be a, um, uh, whatever the Covenant wants. You yeah. know, she wants because she wants everybody wants an advantage over the Covenant. Exactly. So she wants it. She wants to look it over and stuff like that. But basically, the, the that relic is only showing themselves to Master John. Chief. John, John. Yeah. yeah. So, 
in that episode, he escapes with the girl. He touches the the relic again, and he gets the ship on again because they turned it off. They turned off everything. He gets it on, and he leaves. All right, episode two. He's on the ship, and he's on his way. No, he's not on the ship yet. I think they go into a thing, and they talk about uh, his friend, how he escaped. Well, they go in the past. Yeah, they go yeah. into the past, and they show a young John, which right. is a young Master Chief, and a friend of his trying to escape. And I think he was going to escape, too, because... I think the plan was for him to escape, and John just, you know, he... John, John is very uh, naive, you know? He's, yeah. he's very much like a child, in a sense, you know, yeah. where he follows orders and doesn't really question it, and, you know, so... His friend questioned it, and it's, I guess they... This, discussed leaving and Mm -hmm. I guess John just couldn't go through with it yeah so he tells him go run I give you five minutes (laughs) he did actually give him five minutes like I had a hard time to escape and stuff like that Um, so then we go back into the time where John Master Chief escapes with the girl from Madrigal and he lands on this I don't know what that is. It's not a planet. It's, no, it's not a planet. So it's like some like si- rocks. Yeah, some connected rock. Yeah, thing. so they land there and he goes and talks to the guy. I really like the part where he's walking through Master Chief. He's, he's Master Chief at that moment. And he's walking through and these guys put like a thing in front of him. Yeah, because he's like UNSC. And yeah, then, uh, and he pushes it out of the way like if, like if it was a mosquito yeah, like, physically just the, pushes yeah, it uh, like the, a like a yeah and um so the you guys, see the, the power the, yeah. the strength of the of a spartan so you see the fr- his friend coming towards and he goes if john wanted you to be dead you'd be dead exactly meaning he'd kill everybody yeah. there in one freaking second yeah. and it wouldn't matter um, so he talks to his friend and his friend is talking to him about all the freedom and the stuff that and John tells him about what he found and all that the freedom he has here and that he could taste food and he's telling John all this stuff and he tells him to take off his suit so they take off their suit um, and then he takes the relic to someone to see why he's seeing these visions with this relic and the guy tells him oh that this is going to destroy it's a ring and oh you're the only one that can touch it oh my god it's going to bring destruction all this stuff yeah it's very strange it was it's kind of like a they're in an insane asylum that the doors weren't locked it was weird yeah so then um, you see Master Chief, he gets like scared and stuff like that. And I, he decides to go back to reach to, to tell Halsey, Hey, look, this is going on. This is what's going on. And Which in my opinion, just like, it, it, it just, you know, it just shows how, how in a sense, naive you know, just follow orders, you know, like a, like a child almost that John is. And then, 
Um, he, we see him go back, and he has handcuffs, and he's going inside. So then, um, we are gonna stop here. So we ended on episode two of Halo. Um, we will do part two tomorrow, and we will go into episode three. We'll do it either tomorrow or maybe next week. We'll do another episode. Oh, well, we'll try to do it tomorrow while it's still fresh in my mind. Yeah, know? yeah, so we can finish off this um, first episode. So part two will come tomorrow, and we'll go into episode three of Halo. And we'll also go over the other things we wanted to go over with you guys. So this was awesome. I am glad to be speaking to you guys again. Uh, if you want to contact us, send us a message through here. Or you could send us a message to our Infinite Nights on Twitter. We are on Twitter. And I hope to see you in the next episode. Bye. Bye.